Hello, everyone, and welcome to And Let's Be Heard for Monday, August 8th, 2022. I'm Micah Chopley. Well, has anything happened? Has anything happened in the last few hours that I'm not aware of? Let me think. Let me think. Oh, yeah, I think I think I think a former president. I think the FBI raided the home of a former president. I think that just happened. Uh, when I had put up the description of what the room was going to be about tonight, early this afternoon, uh, it was two or three hours before this happened with, with Mar-a-Lago and the FBI raid. And what was on my mind then was the uh, Democrats being in love with Dick Cheney and Liz Cheney and loving all of a sudden Democrats loving all things Cheney. And then this raid happened. And I thought, well, how can I, how can I put these two things together? The Democrats' love of Dick Cheney. All of a sudden, there's Democrats' newfound love of Dick Cheney. And now over this FBI raid of Mar-a-Lago. And then I tried to investigate why the FBI, you know, there's a million reasons, right? Because they've done so many of these investigations and these, uh, you know, uh, of of Donald Trump over the last, what, half dozen years that I I lose track. You know, there's the Russia, Russia, Russia thing. There was the warrants on the Steele dossier, four of them, which were total bullshit search warrants. So, I mean, there were so many things. It's like one thing canceled. And that's what they do. That one thing is canceled out another. And instead of going back and saying, well, this didn't work out, this never happened, this never, you know, all these, we've heard like every, basically over the last six years, for like the two years leading up, well, seven years really, maybe the two years leading up to him running for president or while he was running for president and as president in the year and a half plus since he hasn't been president anymore, it's just been one thing after another, right? Nothing has come to fruition. How many times over the past six, seven years have we heard, oh, they're so close to getting Trump on something. They're so close. There's Russia, Russia, Russia. There's the Steele dossier. There's the, there's the talk with Zelensky in Ukraine. There was the, the threatening of this and the threatening of that. Nothing happens, right? Nothing happens, but they throw so much shit out there. They know the American people have the memory span of a, of a gnat, a gnat. So they know people aren't going to say, wait, what happened to the last one? Where did that last forecast you gave that was wrong? That last forecast you gave of 18 inches of snow and there was no, what happened to that? Well, people forget that. Did they ever apologize for having nothing with the steel dossier? Have they apologized for nothing? There have been so many, I guess, false flags or boy, the cried wolf. However you want to put it, that how can you trust the FBI anymore? How can you trust the Justice Department anymore? How can you not say they're just a political organization now? And how can you say this is not a political hit job? A political hit job that many will say is run by the Democrats. And okay, all right, there's probably some truth to that. But also I think a political hit job run by establishment Republicans. Now, will this, the 85, 85th investigation of Donald Trump over the last seven years, show anything or prove anything? Do they have anything? One would think in order to do this, they better have a lot because we're just a few months before midterms and we're like, what, maybe five or six months before people start announcing running for 2024, including Trump. So one would think that if they pull this now, a raid of the home, one of the homes, of a former president, 
that if they don't have anything, it will embolden him, it will embolden his supporters, and it could be a total wipeout in November, and it would make Trump a martyr who would have the the, be the odds on favor to win in 2024 if they had nothing here. But from past experiences of the last six, seven years, I can only assume they have nothing. Once again, I, I'd say, boy, they cried wolf. Same thing with COVID and, you know, alarms, uh, emergencies, emergencies, our hair's burning. After a while, you just don't believe it anymore because nothing pans out. It's all exaggerations or mistruths or lies. But once going back once again, I think this is a big reason why the Cheneys don't like Donald Trump. He's not part of their clan. He's not part of the Republican establishment clan. He's not part of the Bush Cheney clan. And also, you remember that Donald Trump spent a lot of time before he ran for president and while he was running for president, while he was president, uh, criticizing Dick Cheney and George Bush. He criticized the Iraq war almost in the beginning. He called Cheney and Bush frauds for years. So this could be part of the reason. Well, this is one of the reasons why Dick Cheney and, the, and, and all the Cheneys hate Donald Trump. Liz Cheney, everyone hates him because he disparaged their family for years. He, he disparaged the, the, his vice presidency for years. And he's not part of that good old boys club. You know, kiss the ring, kiss the Cheney ring, kiss the Cheney ring. Just like with the Democrats, kiss the, kiss the Clinton ring, kiss the Obama ring, which Bernie Sanders isn't part of. But this is a reason, many reasons why the Cheneys don't like Donald Trump, why they hate Donald Trump. He didn't kiss the ring of Cheney. And he criticized them publicly and on Twitter, you know, mean tweets about Bush and Cheney for years. So, you know, think about it. You're one of them. You're part of the club. You're part of the Cheney clan. You're thinking, I'm not, we're not going to let this guy become president. Then he does, right? And you're thinking, God, this is, you know, well, we, we have to do something to stop him from running again. Now, one can always say, can say the Democrats obviously are part of this. They have to be afraid of him running again and winning. If they weren't afraid of him running again and winning, I think they would just forget about him. But they're afraid of him running again and winning. Now, when I when I look up what this whole thing was about with the raid, um, it looks like it has something to do with taking classified documents from the White House and bringing them home with him. Is this like bringing, bringing schoolwork home with you or bringing the test home with you? What is that? I don't I don't get it. And why almost two years after he leaves the White House is this happening? Almost two years after he leaves the White House, they're investigating papers he supposedly took with him when he left on January 20th of, 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 of 2020. I'm, I'm a little confused. I have to say I'm a little confused. And what kind of papers did he bring with him? So there's some rumors that he was kind of messy with those kinds of classified documents, that he would tear them up, he'd throw them in a pay, he sticks them in his back pocket. So did he just happen to like stick some papers into his pockets and this is a crime. I, I don't, I don't, I really don't get it. Of all the things we've heard of all the charges they've tried to bring of all the accusations they flung at Donald Trump, this seems like the lamest of them. So why would he bring classified documents home? Why? What's he going to do with them? Is this like a technicality kind of a thing where you're not supposed to take classified documents out of the white house? I don't get it. 
These seem like really bizarrely stupid charges. Well, they're not, they're not quite charges yet, but they seem to be investigating something that's just incredibly dumb. I, I don't, I don't get it. Uh, hopefully, there'll be more. Obviously, it's only happened a few hours ago, but I don't, I don't really understand. It seems like right now, this seems like an Al Capone kind of thing, where you know they couldn't get him anything really bad. They couldn't get as they often, as if you know, you go through the history of the mafia, and they usually couldn't get these top mafia mafiosos on on murder. You know, on several counts of murder, so they would get them on, you know, like income tax evasion, on gambling charges, you know. So it seems like they maybe they couldn't get Trump on anything they really wanted to get him on that was supposedly serious. So they're looking for some technicality to get him on. Like he either willfully or mistakenly took a piece of paper out of the White House he wasn't supposed to. Um, This seems really bizarre. Really bizarre. But hopefully we'll find out more about this. But I can tell you if there's nothing to this, and like I said, based on what's happened over the last six, seven years, I think I'm right to assume there's nothing to this. I don't think it's crazy of me. I don't think it's a conspiracy theory of mine to, you know, say there's nothing to this because look at what's happened the last six, seven years. I just don't trust the Justice Department. I don't trust the FBI. And people are bringing up the fact that this is Donald Trump's guy. Well, no, he works for Biden now. He doesn't work for Donald Trump anymore. The FBI doesn't work for Donald Trump. They work for they work under Joe Biden now. Okay, they have for almost two years now. So that doesn't wash. That oh, it's a it was a Trump appointee or a Trump guy. It doesn't. That doesn't matter. They they they're working for Joe. Trump doesn't even exist to them as far as being a boss. Joe Biden is the boss now. Joe Biden's the big guy now. So I don't want to hear that excuse for this being legit or not a political hit job. It certainly seems like a political hit job from a president whose ratings are in the dump. His party's in the dump. They don't want Trump to run again. There are rumblings that Trump's, I mean, right on the, the uh, vanguard of announcing another run. So this seems like a political hit job of a, of a president whose ratings are in the dump trying to get the guy who could very well beat him and in head-to-head polls is beating him now. But we'll see what happens here. I, just very bizarre. The whole thing, the, char- the thing they're investigating, I thought it was going to be something really big involving money or conspiracy and documents that he shouldn't – supposedly he shouldn't have removed from the White House. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. I really don't. Seems like they're scraping – the bottom of the barrel, trying to get him on any little technicality they can. And probably, if anything does pan out with he took some papers from the White House he wasn't supposed to take, my guess is that it is uh, something other presidents have done as well. But they're trying to get Donald Trump any way they can, which would be a political hit job, right? If you're doing something to him that you wouldn't do to other politicians, you didn't do to past presidents, it's a political hit job. I mean, there might have been – if I were to speculate here, I'd say there were people within the White House who worked for Trump who don't like him, and there are many, who said he was very messy with these types of documents. So you go to the FBI. You go to Justice Department. We'll talk about Merrick Garland in a second. I'm so glad that guy's not a Supreme Court justice. The guy's a, a feckless loser, and I'm so glad. I don't, be, I don't believe in what the Republicans did there. I think it was wrong. I think Obama had the right in his last year. 
to appoint the justice. I thought that was bullshit. But boy, I'm so glad that Merrick Gall is on a Supreme Court justice now after in this current position over the last year and a half. But uh, I'm, my guess is I'm going I'm to speculate and say someone within the White House who worked for Trump said that he was messy with these kinds of documents, that he was just, you know, a mess with them, that he, he tore some up, he threw some out, he would throw them on the floor, he put them in his pocket. And and they went to the Justice Department, or the Justice Department and the FBI got wind of that and said, oh, technically, when you're not president, you can't bring stuff with you from the White House. And they're looking to get him on something. They're looking to get him on something. And these, these rumblings from within people who worked from him that got to the FBI, got to the Justice Department, they said, wow, this is a technicality. We can We can indict this guy on something. And it'll be this technicality, just like they did often with mafia bosses. They got them on technicalities. They got them on very small things just to get them on something because they couldn't get them on the big things that they wanted to get them on. That, that's my speculation right now. Once again, this all just happened a few hours before going on the air here. So I, I need to see what's going on. Uh, I, I'll mention this a few times. Tomorrow, the show is going to be at a different time. Tomorrow, the show will be the Tuesday show. Tomorrow, the ninth will be at 3 p.m. Pacific 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern. We're doing a midday show with John Ziegler. Uh, John Ziegler, who is a, a, a radio host, who, who, is write, who has written for, for uh, magazines and publications and online publications like Mediate. And he's on Twitter, very prolific on Twitter. You've seen him on with Glenn Beck. John Ziegler will be my guest tomorrow afternoon. And Originally, we were just going to talk about the midterms, and we will talk about the midterms, and our Republicans blowing their chances, and we're talking about polls, and now we'll also talk a little bit about this. I'll get his insights on this, not only his insights on this, but also his insights on how this might affect November, and of course, that probably all depends on anything comes of this or not. Uh, I, I think this is going to totally, whether anything comes of it or not, and once again, if something comes of it, it might be something so technical, so silly. That's going to make the Justice Department and Joe Biden and Merrick Garland and the FBI look bad. And it's just going to embolden Trump supporters even more. Where the Democrats look like they have turned a corner, maybe possibly, with the Roe v. Wade thing. As far as getting their base a little bit more excited than they were before that, this could now turn it to where the Republican voters are now even more excited because they're fucked up. They're, they're fucking mad with what's going on with Donald Trump and the targeting of Donald Trump, the political targeting of Donald Trump by the Democrats, the establishment Republicans, the Justice Department, the FBI. So I'll ask John Ziegler tomorrow what he thinks about this and how this might change the dynamic of the of the November elections. Maybe by tomorrow we'll have more, by, by, by that show we'll have more of an idea of what's going on with this whole thing. But just preliminarily, preliminarily, I don't see much to this other than, like I said, trying to get him on any technicality they can get him on. Because truly, why would he, why would he benefit from purposely bringing classified documents from the White House home with him? And has he done anything with them over the last year and a half? Why is this taking a year and a half? My guess is is they knew about this since either he was president or shortly after he left. And they were just waiting for a moment 
when they needed something, when everything else had failed. And it looks like everything else has failed, right? It looks like the quote-unquote major things they've tried to get him on, whether it comes money stuff or tax stuff or, you know, corruption or, you know, all that stuff. They couldn't get him on. So now they're looking for anything. So maybe they were holding this for a while, you see. Maybe they knew about his recklessness with these kinds of documents for a long time, maybe years, and they were just waiting until they had to use it. They were waiting until they had no other choice and nothing else they could get him on. Because this seems like a really, what would, you, what would the word I like to use, picayune kind of a thing? It really, it really does. I can't see why he or anyone around him would benefit from him taking classified documents home with him from the office. So, once again, I cannot trust anything this Justice Department does, this FBI does. They've been so wrong and so bad, especially when it comes to all things Trump over the last six, seven years, that I just can't trust. I just can't trust this. I can't. And especially when you, once again, put it together with what I was saying about the Democrats now loving the Cheneys. You know, this, the Trump derangement syndrome is so bad. I'm not kidding when I put in the, head, the title of the show that maybe it's worse than schizophrenia. I think it might be. And one of the reasons why is because there's no drug for it. There's no cure for it because we're not, most people, I am. Some of you are. But most people are not acknowledging this as a real mental disorder, and it really is. When Democrats, progressives, start to love Dick Cheney and start to quote, I've seen friends of mine who hated the man who wanted to kill him, who wanted him dead. Let's put it that way. They want, I know friends of mine would say privately to me, okay, that they wish Dick Cheney was no longer with us. Many times during his vice presidency, many times, they really hated him. Before they knew Trump, they hated. Before there was Trump derangement syndrome, there was chain. There was CDS, Cheney derangement syndrome. And I always thought that was kind of crazy too. You know, wish your person dead. You know, the guy probably doesn't wake up thinking he's evil, but they did. This is how I want to show how much they hated him. How much Democrats and progressives hated Dick Cheney when he was vice president. Would they call him Darth Vader? Right? Would they call him Darth Vader? Now I see them on Facebook and Twitter saying things like, oh, thank you, Dick Cheney. Thank you, Dick Cheney, for exposing Trump. Thank you, Liz Cheney. for It, it shows how sick they are with Trump derangement syndrome. That they wouldn't even think if someone is evil. Once again, I just explained how evil my Democrat progressive friends thought Dick Cheney was. So if someone's that evil, wouldn't you think there's like a ulterior motive for him criticizing Trump, right? The Cheney's going up. They're so evil. They're such an evil family. And Dick Cheney's such a Darth Vader. Darth Vader, did, did Darth Vader ever do anything good? I don't know. But it, wouldn't you think that there was an ulterior motive for him going after Donald Trump? At the very least. I mean, you might like that he's going after Trump because you hate Trump. But why would you praise Dick Cheney? You think this train is doing it out of the goodness of his heart because he thinks Trump is such an evil person? First of all, if you think Dick Cheney is Darth Vader, who's worse? So Trump is worse than Darth Vader? He's worse than the guy you wished dead when he was vice president? How many times? I can't tell you how many times. I'm going to go through this again. My progressive Democrat friends 
decried Dick Cheney surviving all those heart attacks. How many times they told me they wish one of them would end him? How many times they would say, oh my God, Cheney's had another heart attack. Cheney's had seven heart attacks. Couldn't one of them take him? I can't tell you how many times my Democrat slash progressive friends said this during the eight years he was vice president. Every time there was a story about his heart giving out, him having heart problems, they would pray it was the end of him. This is the guy they are now praising. Trump derangement syndrome is a, a severe psychological disorder, a severe psychological disorder. I mean, it's made them love Bush too, right? You hear there, you see the Democrats now, the progressives, they're reinventing Bush. Oh, he wasn't as bad as we thought. No, no. Just killed hundreds of thousands of, of, of civilians and women and children. No, no, not a bad guy. Not a bad guy now. Trump never killed anybody. This is how sick these people are. But it's bad enough to all of a sudden start praising W. Because it's a little bit funny. W is funny. I always found W kind of funny. I think he's a, a son of a bitch and an evildoer. But there was something always funny about W. There's nothing funny about Dick Cheney. And the hatred for him among my Democrat slash progressive liberal friends was off the charts for eight years. They'd often say, he, you know, he's the one who's the real president. Probably was. He's the one who's the real president, who's really behind Iraq. That's another thing that you can almost excuse Bush in a way because Cheney was probably the one who was pushing the buttons. He's a warmonger. He's a neocon warmonger. And they hated him. And now they're praising him. And they, they hope Liz survives her primary. She's not, thank goodness. But they oh, they love, now they love Liz Cheney too because she goes, because he, Trump said mean things about her father. Trump said mean things that were true about her father on Twitter over and over and as president, and she hates him for it. So this is her revenge. How, see, Trump derangement syndrome is such a bad mental disorder, they cannot see the reality of the situation, that this is simply revenge. Liz Cheney wants to get revenge for her daddy. And her daddy hates Trump because of the bad things he said about him and Bush in the Iraq war for all those years. And because he's not an establishment Republican who kisses the, the ring of Cheney, doesn't kiss the ring of Cheney. And I'll say it again, it's the same as Bernie, not kissing the ring of Clinton or Obama. There's such hatred from the establishment towards those kinds of people that they want to destroy them. As the Democratic establishment tried to destroy Bernie many times and did, they destroyed two of his campaigns and he should have won both of them. But the Republican establishment wants to destroy Bush uh, 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 wants to destroy Trump because he hated Bush and Cheney, and he's not one of them. Now, Trump might be one of the good old boys as far as money goes in that club, but don't, uh, don't confuse that with the good old boy Republican establishment club of Bush and Cheney. He'll have more money than they'll ever have. It's not a money thing. It's a being in that specific club that they don't like. He's outside that club and he criticizes them and he laughs them and he mocks them. And they hate this. I don't really I don't really blame them for hating that. But I can I I do blame Democrats and progressives and liberals for all of a sudden loving the Cheneys. It is sick. It is a mental illness. Trump derangement syndrome is a mental illness. And this ties into this 
latest FBI investigation, this raiding raid of his home. And like I've said, if they don't have him, and I don't, if it's, it seems to me that they don't have him anyway. Even if they have something with this document thing, I think it's so stupid. I think it's, it's, it's such, it's, 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 it's nothing. He was careless with documents. I'm careless with papers. I'd probably be careless with, I, if I was president, I'd probably be careless with classified documents. I probably would. I probably wouldn't want them to give me anything because I'd probably take it home. <laughs> I'd probably put it in my, I, I have so much stuff. They call me Mikey Pockets, by the way. They call me Mikey Pockets because I have so much crap stuffed in my coat pocket. I'm one of those people that put tissue paper in there. I got like a receipt from 35 years ago. I'd probably do that with classified documents, not even thinking about it. I say, we don't need this anymore. I put it in my pocket. So they're going to arrest me two years later for it? It's, it's insane. It's insane that they want to get this guy on anything they can. And believe me, this is a very dangerous thing they're doing because they're going to start a civil war. And I'm talking about a bad one. Okay? That's the thing. Maybe they want to start. I've heard rumors they want to start this civil war. They want, they want Trump supporters to be violent they want this they want this civil war to start that's one of the rumors i'm hearing and it kind of makes sense it kind of makes sense dan you think that makes sense you think that's what they want they want a civil war to start they want trump supporters to be violent well if they do i'd be uh, careful careful what they wish for um when it comes to uh, guns in this country and ammunition I'm sure conservatives have a hell of a lot more than uh, the uh, blue in uh, cities and states. And um, when it comes to being connected with uh, nature and land and survival, um, the city dwellers in blue states um, aren't exactly the types that would uh, be robust in warfare. Well, I wouldn't think I don't think that's what they're I don't think that's what they're looking for. I think they're looking to I think they're looking for Trump supporters to do something so the government can crack down on them, you see. The government. Well, if there's a if it was a civil war, then there would there would always be two sides and we know at least how that would break down um politically um in, in the present uh, situation that we're in. And that's going to mostly be, be between red and blue parts of our country. Um, and so whether they want the federal government to, to try to crack down, well, that's, that's not a civil war. That's a federal government abusing power. Um, so, but so on the, on the question of civil war, it would it, be a huge mistake. Um, you may not, you may not, uh, like people from red states and think they're a bunch of hillbillies and and hicks and maybe to some extent that might be true but there's certainly a group of people that know how to protect themselves and have a robustness of character that the people in blue cities and i live in san francisco don't have i mean i'm I'm looking at the um the apex of the weakest generation in our history right here in San Francisco. I mean, this is, this is as weak as people get. Well, but uh, I, I th- do you think there's something to what I'm saying? Like I said, this just happened. Obviously, you know, it just happened earlier today, but do you think something to what I'm saying that they're trying to get him on anything just the way they tried to get like Capone 
and gangsters on any little thing just because you know, they you judge people by their in in the present you judge their present behavior often with uh, according to what their past behavior was and i mean i i hated trump uh, I, I when he, when he was elected, I, there's no way I wanted him office. The only reason I voted for him the second time is because the masking, the vaccine mandates. Um, he never would have thought it possible, but the Democrats made Trump the least of two evils, and I would have thought that that was impossible, just impossible, physically, um, sociologically, economically, politically impossible to do that, and they did it. And, and there's a lot of us that that uh, switch sides, sometimes reluctantly, and voted for Trump. Yeah, there's Trump derangement syndrome is is off the chart. And for the, I mean, I was but there also, protesting. But you also hated Dick Cheney, didn't you, during the Bush-Cheney years? I, of course. And as I was just about to say, I was um, very active and protesting um, and trying to expose the lies that were being told in 2003 that um, launched the invasion of Iraq and cost hundreds of thousands of innocent Iraqi lives. And they knew they were lying, of course. We knew that they they were lying. And they knew that we knew that they were lying. And here's, here's this son of a bitch that still, and I just... In 2003, I thought some, sometimes it, sometime it is going to have to catch up to these people. I mean, you had Rice and Bush and Cheney and all their lieutenants just lying, lying, lying about weapons of mass destruction and chemical weapons, biological weapons and mushroom clouds. I mean, lies that were just movie set lies. I mean, you could you could only invent these lies if you thought the the um, if you thought the the if you thought the media was stupid enough to buy it and parrot it for one, and if you thought the American people were stupid enough to just simply not question any of it, and they were, and 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 it took two years before people realized that they were bamboozled, and still nothing came of it, and that is that's very distressing. And as a former Democrat, former progressive, and I still count myself as a liberal, liberal. Um, I couldn't hate Cheney and Bush more. And to see if I if I hadn't already jumped shipped on the on the Democrats, to see them embracing Cheney at this point would have pushed me over the edge. Yeah, I, I can't imagine. But you wouldn't now since you don't have Trump derangement syndrome. You're able to say, OK, uh, this is the way I feel about Dick Cheney. This is the way I feel about Donald Trump and so on and so forth. But. You would not go on out on the limb and say, "Oh, Dick Cheney! Oh, how let me praise you! I praise you, Dick Cheney! I praise you, Liz Cheney! You're so wonderful people! Thank you, thank you for thank you for criticizing Donald Trump." I mean, would you would you say that as someone who despised Dick Cheney for eight years? Of course not. And and the bizarre thing is, who, who are they appealing to with this with this behavior and this rhetoric? Uh, are they appealing to people that are maybe in their late thirties that weren't around nineteen years ago when the Iraq War uh, invasion occurred, or at least weren't around as uh, politically uh, um, aware people at the time? Is that is that who they're playing to? Because every independent and every Democrat that's out there certainly isn't going to like to hear this. And most Republicans, almost all Republicans, hate Bush. And Cheney, because they 
were bamboozled by those two. And they realized it finally, like everybody else, two years after the fact. And they hated the, they hated those guys' guts. They possibly hate Bush and Cheney more than Democrats do at this point because they were lied to. And, it, you know, it's that sh- shame, shame uh, lie to me once, shame on you, lie to me twice, shame on me. And being shamed like that, that, that sticks in people's craws. Yeah, and I, what, what's what's truly amazing to me is that they don't they they hate this guy so much, this they they hate they hate Trump so much that they they simply can't they 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 can't see what they're doing is so crazy. That's why I say it's worse than schizophrenia. In, 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 in many respects, I have to agree with you. Uh, schizophrenics um, are about 1% of our population. Oh, right true. now, Trump derangement syndrome. Is much, more prevalent, much more prevalent than, than, than schizophrenia. What's that? TDS is much more prevalent than schizophrenia, what you say. Exactly. <laughs> probably, around third, probably around 25 to 30 times more prevalent. Right. Exactly. And if you're if you're in San Francisco as as you and I are, you're talking probably eighty percent, eighty times more prevalent. Um, yeah, th- and, and, and even even though we can't walk down the street without step stepping over somebody with, with serious mental uh, illness problems, most right. m- many of them schizophrenics, many of them drug addicts. Yeah, but you, yeah, and and then you have like these really lunatic lefties like Rob Reiner. Going on Twitter saying, hey, game on. Like, this is a game to him. He's so crazy. He's such a loony lefty with Trump derangement syndrome. You he know, the game, first of all, first of all, if it's a political hit job, it's total fascism and authoritarianism that we see in third world countries. And even let's say Trump did the worst thing in the world. That's still not a good thing. What? This is a game to the left. This is fun. This gets him off. This gets these lefties off. Yeah, it's it's very uh, Machiavellian, and uh, they don't seem to care. Um, and what's more, I mean, the the whole idea of uh, Machiavellian behavior is about the end justifies the means. I don't think they know what the ends is. All they care is like this. All they have going on in their head right now is get Trump, get Trump, get Trump. And that's big reason why the mask masking occurred in this country. It's a big reason why the forced vaccinations occurred and a big reason why the lockdown occurred, because Trump simply said, don't do those things. And so, yep, they had to do them. Of course. Well, that's we've talked about it many times. Is that that's a that's a fact that's a, that's lead pipe cinch fact. And, and I had had so many, so many friends at the time um, in, in early 2020 when I was saying, you guys, you can't do this. The truth matters. This is not the, the, the virus. This is not the zombie apocalypse that the media is making it out to be and that you seem to believe it is. And I would have very intelligent people say, yeah, but we got to get Trump. That's exactly what they would say. We got to get Trump. And that's, that's all they care about. That's, that's simply and, and, uh, all they care about. Yeah, that's, that's and, and my saying. response was, it, "Oh it's my God!" The FBI feels at this point, the Justice Department feels they have to get him on something. They have they spent to. so much time; they are so invested, invested into getting him that to come up empty-handed after all this time is going to be a big embarrassment for many of the three-letter agencies. <laughs> right, and I just I, I could not believe when I had heard that this was about some classified documents that he might have taken with him. 
it, it really did remind me of a kid who takes their homework home when they're not supposed to, or takes their test home. When yeah, it reminds me. Of- like, are you kidding me? This is this is what, this is what they're rating him for. That he might yeah. have some document from uh, August third of, uh, of 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 two thousand eighteen that he wasn't supposed to take home with him. What? Yeah, and the, the the first question everybody should be asking those that are, are bringing this up was when was this known? When was it known that he took these documents? Because if they say. Well, uh, it was two years ago. Then everybody is going to understand that what you said is exactly the case, which is they just been waiting for a time in which it was needed because they were floundering in every other part of their Trump derangement syndrome and with respect to trying to get their vengeance that they're going to they're going to need. They thought that we'll pull this out of our hat at some point and we'll pull it out of our hat close to midterms. Exactly. You know, this is uh, this is going to be totally on tangent, but we have a, a listener right now named Cheech. Cheech, I know your avatar is from Dawn of the Dead. Who, how many people would know that? That's a, a photo from Dawn of the Dead. That's that's you know, it's amazing. It's amazing. I just wanted to say that because I know that uh, Cheech will appreciate that. I know where his avatar is from. But anyway, I digress um, because I'm so tired of talking about Donald Trump. And I got to tell you something. I don't know where this is going to go, how much longer we have to talk about this now. Obviously, this is the thing that's going to be on the news. And let me guess, they did it on a Monday, right? They did this on a Monday afternoon. Hey, the beginning of a week of news cycle. The beginning of a new week news cycle. What a what a coincidence, huh? Huh, Daniel? What a coincidence. Yeah, yeah. Um, on a Friday yeah. afternoon, on a Monday afternoon. Yeah, yeah. I, I bet, I bet uh, George Costanza's wall has um, some, some classified documents in there. <laughs> that's, that's, that's part of it. You remember, you remember that episode, obviously. <laughs> of course. Of course. Yeah, absolutely. No, no, no doubt about it. Now, look, this is obviously going to split the left and right. The left is going to love this. The people with Trump derangement syndrome, you know, this is going to throw them off. This is like off the charts now. They, they really need to be on meds after this one because this is going to make them go totally insane with Trump derangement syndrome. They're totally going to get off on this. It's like, a, it's, like, no, no, it's like mania. It's like mania. And the right, of course, is saying, if you, if you watch Fox, they're talking about this being a political hit job and stuff, the third world bullshit they're calling it. And it, you know what? You can understand that reaction from them, especially after all the dead ends that the FBI and the Justice Department have been on for the last seven years with this guy. Yeah. Well, every time they, they cry wolf, they peel more Democrat and independent voters away from them. Well, I think more, and also when they focus on things that most people don't care about, right? When they focus on things that most people don't care about. Do you you think most people care that Trump might have inadvertently taken home a document, a classified document three and a half years ago? No, they care more. They care more that their groceries cost 25% more than they did six months ago. That's what they care about. They oh, care cool. more. They care that their fuel went, went through the roof. They care that, that the housing market is just is going to crater so freaking bad in the next couple months. It's already on its way down pretty much everywhere. They care that their 401ks are crashing. They care that and, and that CD rates are, aren't really are, aren't really keeping pace at all with inflation. That's what they care about. And if, and if they try crying wolf again, at, you know, for the umpteenth time crying wolf, it, with people that are hurting, hurting like this, it's it's going to boomerang on them so fast well, and rock them back so fast. 
Well, but even if they fi- even if they find classified documents from three and a half years ago, I don't think it, I think most people are going to see that's bullshit. Who cares? They're, say, they're saying he, he took uh, documents from three and a half years ago. Well, no, th- th- yeah, this whole thing is around. Supposedly, this whole they were looking for classified documents that you're not supposed to take once you're not pressed. In other words, he took them fr- supposedly took them from the White House and brought them to Mar-a-Lago, and you're not supposed to do that. Either you're not supposed to, either they're not supposed to leave the White House. Or these documents aren't supposed to go with you once you're no longer president anymore. Even though, even though these are documents that he saw already, that he's he was privy to when he was pressed. He knows what they say, but you're not supposed to take them off campus. I guess this is how silly this whole thing is. Yeah, you, you remember the the Wen Ho Lee case um, with the, he was a um, Los Alamos, New Mexico um, scientist, and uh, Governor Richardson, which is a Democrat, and. Um, he he based his he, he bet his whole career on going after Wen Ho Lee and painting Wen Ho Lee as though he was some super spy that was committing heinous espionage and a traitor against the United States. Um, and they would keep on over and over and over again repeating that he took these files home, these electronic files, and they they could repeat how big they were. They they were hundreds of megabytes big. And I'm standing there going, okay. That amounts to a few photos, <laughs> yeah. but but at the time people were so stupid and, and and so digitally naive they wouldn't have any idea what what that's that that size of a data file meant and 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 they just there's books that have been written about uh, Wen Ho Lee's experience and how they made his life fucking miserable. I mean, he was scared to death that he was going to spend the rest of his life in prison. This guy was a great scientist. And it just it just destroyed him. He never recovered from it. This is this is what these people do. The governor of New Mexico did this to a man, a private citizen, did this to a man to make political points because there was a war going on between DOE and DOD at the time for various resources. Well, yes. And, and I think when you look at the current situation, if you had a very popular president right now, if Joe Biden was a very popular president, I think this wouldn't be as obvious as it is. We have a guy who can't. Have you seen the video where he can't put his coat on? Have you seen the video where he's coming out of the helicopter and he can't, and Jill had to put his coat on? So, no, no, I haven't seen that, but you know. Right. His approval 30, and so, you know, you're wondering is he going to go after the guy? who is beating him now head-to-head in polls. The one guy the Democrats seem to be totally afraid of running again in 2024. They seem to be afraid of two people. And this is where you see their hit jobs pointed at. When you see who the, where their hit jobs are pointed, you know who they're afraid of. They're afraid of Donald Trump, and they're afraid of Ron DeSantis. Those are the two people, and probably the only two Republicans, that Democrats are really afraid of from 2024. So this is where you see all their... Or their hit jobs, or their, or their critiques going towards, yeah. And so you would look, you would put two and two together. You say Biden's approval is thirty. He's down the dumps. Even Democrats don't want him. Run- well, you, have you seen them ask Democrats if they want him running in? They're like, they're like uh, Ralph Cramden. How many? How many? How many? They don't know what the hell to say. So you're talking about a very unpopular president, and then you combine it with this, and you say, well, here's an unpopular president. It looks. Like an unpopular president is trying to take out the one guy who will, one of the two guys who would beat him in 2024. 
That, that, that would be resources poorly spent because Biden isn't going to make it to 2024, not as a presidential candidate. He is going to be so cognitive, cognitively impaired I, I by then. Put this, I should put this a different way. The, the, one of the two guys that could beat basically any Democrat who runs in 2024. But yeah. Biden's the one with the power to take him out now. The others don't yeah, have the power. Yeah, yeah. What, what I'm saying is that if anybody is doing this to prop up Biden – let those chips fall where they may because you're wasting your resources. Biden can't be propped up. No. And, and uh, you know, it's just Daniel, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Remember, tomorrow, John Ziegler. Thanks. So be ready. Be ready for a good question for John Ziegler. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah I'm looking forward to it. Thanks. All right, Daniel. Thanks. Um, okay. So I, I just want to read some responses from, well, I got you, Rob Reiner. Rob Reiner said, Game on. That was Rob Reiner's FBI raids Mar a Lago. Game on. What a sick bastard. Um, here, Charlie Kirk, this raid should put into perspective exactly what the regime planned to do with those 87,000 87, FBI agents that they're hiring. Um, are you getting it yet? That was from Charlie Kirk. Yeah. Are you paying attention yet? Uh, I like this one, uh, this one uh, GIF. It's not fascism. It's democratic fascism with a photo of Biden. That's pretty funny. Democratic fascism. Uh, the Leo Terrell. Leo Terrell, I'm begging every American to vote Republican this year. Well, so am I. Um, Charlie Kirk, again, the FBI just completed an unannounced raid of President Trump's home, Mar-a-Lago. America is devolving into a third world nation. And this latest escalation by Merrick Garland and the Biden regime should shock every single American, regardless of who you voted for in 2020. Wow. Marco Rubio, using government power to prosecute, to persecute political opponents is something we have seen many times from third world Marxist dictatorships, but never before an American. Clay Travis. So the president with the lowest approval rating, this is what I was saying in our lives, just had his Department of Justice FBI raid the private home of the leading candidate to replace him in the next election. This is banana republic, third world level crazy and scary. So this, these are just some responses. You go on Twitter uh, and, and you have to wonder, it really looks on the surface, and not just on the surface, as a political hit job, especially once again when you look at these preliminary reasons that are coming out for this raid. Now, there, there could be more added to that. I don't know. But right now, the idea that he took classified documents out of the White House seems to be the main reason. And they're probably looking between, you know, they're looking in his pockets, looking in, uh, in the pages of the Playboy magazine. They're looking under his couch. It's ridiculous. What would he do with such documents? Well, first of all, what, what is the what is the felony here? These are documents that he would have seen as president. He was privy to. He read them. He knows what they're about. They probably don't even not very valid anymore for anything in particular. So what is the problem? Once again. I've said it again, and I'll say it for new listeners. I really think this is just the FBI, Biden's Justice Department and the FBI trying to finally get this guy anything they can because everything they've tried up to now has not worked. And to save face, just like they would save face with mobsters getting them on income tax evasion and gambling stuff when they couldn't get them on murder, they want to save face. They don't want all these years and all this money and all this manpower that they've been wasting. Well, it is a waste, but they want to make it look like it hasn't gone to waste. And we'll see where this goes from here. I don't know. I really, I really don't know. 
You know, I just think it's, uh, it's, it's something that, like I said, I think in my personal opinion is going to embolden Trump supporters to come out in November. They're tired of this. They're tired. Of it. And if they cannot get him on anything, if they cannot get him on anything, it will make him more powerful in 2024. And actually, I don't want to see that because I'm a DeSantis guy. So I don't want to say anything that would help Trump, but I certainly don't want Trump to go to jail for nothing or for something he didn't do. Just for political vengeance. I don't want to see that either. But I think this will, because in the end, I'll predict they once again will not get him on anything. I think this will make him much, much, this will make him a martyr to the movement. It'll make him a martyr. It'll make him stronger. It'll make him more emboldened to run. It'll make his people more emboldened. I, I'm glad this will help in November. I think this will help Republicans in November. It'll help get the vote out. It'll help energize them because they'll see this mostly as a Democrat hit job. But I think this could help Trump in 2024. And I'm a DeSantis guy. So, so it's a tough, it's a weird position for me, but I'm very honest. I don't want it to help him, but I also don't think, you know, he should be persecuted like this simply because he's an outsider and so many Washington insiders hate his guts. So, but there'll be more to talk about. And on, once again, tomorrow's show, I want everyone to listen if they can. I know it's a totally different time, but this will be uh, the Tuesday show. Depending on where you are, it could be today. It could be to Tuesday the 9th. The show for Tuesday the 9th will be 3 p.m. You can find it on the call-in calendar for Tuesday the 9th. It will be 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern. And I will have on John Ziegler. And we will talk about uh, the midterms. And now this is a new element to this that I wasn't expecting when I booked John last week. Uh, and you can find John, by the way, at, at Zygmunt Freud, at Z, great name on Twitter, at Z-I-G-M-A-N-F-R-E-U-D, John Ziegler on Twitter. And he will talk to me about the midterms and his opinions on the midterms, on what the Republicans have to do to win, what they, uh, you know, what, uh, what they should avoid so they don't blow it in November, as we're seeing a lot of polls that's the main reason why I'm having John on. We're seeing all these polls that are showing that Republicans aren't doing as well, especially in the Senate races, um, that they should be. I mean, there should be no question that there should be a huge Republican tsunami. But once again, that's looking tempered, especially in the Senate. And I wanted to get John's opinion on all this. And whether maybe it's just so early. Maybe people aren't going to really pay attention until after Labor Day, which is possible also. But now the new element of this raid and what this will do for the turnout come November. So once again, Tuesday the 9th, today or tomorrow, depending on where you are, 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, uh, my guest will be John Ziegler. Okay. Well, this has been a crazy day. It really was. It was a crazy, crazy, crazy day. And you know, it's just going to get crazier, but we'll be here all week. I'll be here all week. Try the feel. This has been in Let's Be Heard. I'm Mike Chopley. Thanks for listening. And remember, always remember, don't lose sight of this. Vote Democrats out of office. Vote them out now. I'll see you tomorrow.